Our scripture reading for today is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 26 through 34. Jesus also said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground, and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but explained everything in private to his disciples. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, speak your word to us today. Lord, encourage us to be among those who go out and spread the seed of your love, of your good news, in every part of our lives. And Lord, we ask that you would give the growth. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. It really is amazing to think about. You drop a seed in the ground. For days, it looks like nothing is happening. Nothing has really changed. Then miraculously, all of a sudden, you walk out one morning and a shoot has appeared above the ground. Uh, Just a tiny little green shoot to begin with, but it gets taller and taller. Eventually, it bears fruit with enough seed in it to replicate itself maybe a dozen times over. It's really a miraculous thing to watch. You you drop a seed in the ground, miracles happen. Or not. There might be no growth at all. And we're not really sure why. Uh, Once in one of our parsonages, we had the opportunity to have a garden plot. There was a place in the yard that was just perfect for a garden, and one of my members brought in his tractor and turned the soil over for us to help us get it started, and and so I tried my hand for the first time ever really at gardening. I'd I'd helped my dad some, but this was the first time to do it on my own. So we planted really more than we had time to take care of, but it was fun. Uh, That first year, we had a bumper crop, especially in okra. Uh, We planted a couple of rows of okra, and it Uh, It produced faster than we could eat it, really. We were having okra every day, and it just seemed to be growing so fast that we couldn't keep up with it. At the end of the first season, I kind of fancied myself an expert in this whole gardening thing. The second year came around, we did the very same thing. We used the, the, the same seed, the same fertilizer, the same processes, and almost nothing. We barely got enough okra for a meal that year. Uh, some of our other things came in, our green beans and so forth, but, but the okra that we had planted the very same way this year, it just didn't produce. Uh, I, I didn't know why. We plant, God gives the growth or not. And I just really wasn't sure why. Jesus says that story describes the kingdom of heaven. That's frustrating, isn't it? That's not the news I really want to hear, especially in this line of work. I want to have a foolproof plan for getting results. But Jesus says that the kingdom is a lot like planting seed. I'd rather have a foolproof formula. When I was at Rainbow City first, we started doing angel food ministry. I know a lot of our folks here at Forest Lake shared in that ministry as well years ago. 
we quickly began distributing over 350 boxes of food every month. Nutritious, affordable food that really gave people a boost to their food budget. It's a great ministry. It's a great way to help out uh, with people's hunger situation and to give them some, di some dignity as they were able to pay a modest price to get their food. It was just a great ministry. Our folks loved it. But when I shared the story with my colleagues, I always got the same question. My fellow preachers would ask, well, how many members have you gotten out of it? There was no excitement about involving our folks in ministry. There was no enthusiasm for feeding the least of these, for fulfilling Jesus' commands in Matthew 25. There seemed to be no excitement around those things. They wanted to know if I had cracked the code of church growth. It's the way we think a lot of times, isn't it? If, if we do a ministry, it's going to immediately put members in our churches. So they wanted to know if I had solved that problem. Well, well I hadn't. It, it doesn't work that way. The farmer puts seed in the ground. It sprouts and it grows, or it doesn't. And he doesn't know how. It's up to God to give the growth. That's what we see in the book of Acts 2. In, in Acts chapter 2, at the very end of the chapter, after this miraculous growth, from the day of Pentecost, uh, it closes out by saying the Lord added to their to the Lord added to their number daily those that should be saved. Uh, Acts makes it very clear that it is God who gives the growth. Growth is God's business, not really ours. So what do we do? Nothing. Just do we just sit around and wait for God to miraculously make disciples appear in our sanctuaries? Uh, do we just wash our hands of the whole evangelism business and leave it all to God to, to grow as God will? Well, of course not. We trust God to do God's part, but we have to do ours as well. The farmer scatters the seed in the ground. Now the where matters. If I take a handful of seeds and throw them out across our sanctuary, it's not going to do a whole lot of good, probably. Uh, if I scatter seed under the roof of our church, then it's probably not going to grow. We probably won't be eating any vegetables from that this fall. It's not the uh, most effective place to scatter seed. Yet much of the seed scattering in the American church is done on Sunday mornings, done in our sanctuaries and in our Sunday school, uh, in our Sunday school classes. We broadcast the gospel to people who have heard it, and largely to people who believe the story, and we're not reaching new people. We're not creating more disciples. Um, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus makes a statement that no one lights a candle and hides it under a bushel basket. Uh, I'm afraid that sometimes the church becomes the bushel basket that's hiding the gospel from the world. We love to tell the story here, but a lot of the people who need to hear it may never come here. Another parable that Jesus told about seed gives us a clue about how we're to scatter it. He tells a parable of a farmer who goes out to sow seed. He's got his seed in his, in his bag, and as he walks out across his field, he scatters the seed far and wide, and some of it falls along the path where birds are going to eat it and take it away. Some of it falls among thorns and some among rocks where it's not going to produce anything. And then some falls among good soil. The thing that's always amazed me about that parable is how extravagant the farmer is in sowing the seed. 
He doesn't just make a hole in the good ground and drop a seed there, but he scatters the seed everywhere so that everywhere might have the opportunity for growth. That's the extravagance of scattering seed. That's the extravagance of sharing the gospel, that we, uh, we should be prepared to spread it everywhere we go. God calls us to scatter seed throughout the world, in all places, everywhere we go. Do acts of kindness. Remember, last week we talked about the fact that, that love is enough to convince people, that love will invite people into the kingdom of God. But then be prepared to give an explanation for the hope that you have. Uh, when you share that hope and love, somebody may want to know why you're doing that. Why are you so generous? Why are you working so hard to get the news out? Well, given the opportunity, we should be prepared to tell people that, that what we're doing, the works of love and service, the missions that we're doing, we're doing because God loves us and because we want to pass that love on to others. We want everyone to know this incredible love that God has for us. Uh, so when somebody asks why we're doing what we're doing, be ready to explain. It's because of God's love. Now, you're already scattering seed all around Tuscaloosa, at University Place Elementary School, at Hospice, at Good Samaritan Clinic, at Caring Days, at Habitat for Humanity, and so many other places. And that's a wonderful thing. We, You have a long history here. We have a long history at Forest Lake of planting seed in these valuable ministries around our community. Now, God will cause some of that seed to grow. We may not always see the results. We may not see the fruit, but we can be confident that God will cause growth. But let's also find other opportunities for, for spreading the seed, for, for scattering seed in our lives. We can drop some seed along any day, anywhere, at, in the grocery store, at a restaurant, in our neighborhoods, as we go to ball games, anywhere where we come up against other people, anywhere where we're in the company of others. We have the opportunity to spread a little seed through a friendly conversation that might share the love of Christ with someone else. Now, you won't always get to see the sprout. Probably most of the time you won't. But when we do, when we do see that seed take root in somebody's life, we have the opportunity to cultivate it, to nurture it, and help somebody grow in their relationship to Christ, to help bring them up and develop their faith in Christ. The farming's hard work. It's unpredictable. It only works when God gives the growth. Maybe that's why Jesus compares it to the kingdom of God. He's inviting us to get out of here. Go scatter some seed.